1: Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded
2: clearance product. And you know, that was a hell of a year for Golf Equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course, but as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties as well and plenty for both men and women. And if you're after a great prezi idea, you can get gift cards in store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices,
1: the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online, golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty-putting now.
2: Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Welcome to week six of the golfing year. And we say it every week, but this week, <laughs> what a huge week in golf. And we're going to chat about all of it in today's podcast. Thanks to our friends at Ping, they'll help you play your best. You can arrange a ping club fitting from your local golf shop or professional. And the Golf Clearance Outlet. Head in store in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane or Perth. Or online at golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. But now, let's get into it. The number one Australian golf podcast, Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to me.
1: So, what's this the long drive stuff? You see the long drive comp? Well, we uh, got here at Australian Golf Headquarters today. Obviously a big launch. A long time ago, I was just talking about long drive competitions. A long time ago, uh, 1999, this was, uh, I was ripping over to try and qualify for the British Open. And I called my friends on the Canadian Tour and got a couple of starts on the Canadian Tour just as a warm up because, you know, I, I, I needed something to play in before going over there. So I rock up to the Alberta Open. Which was, you know, a nice tournament, playing on a really good golf course. The draw comes out, and one after another player comes up to me going, You're playing with him. I'm like, Playing with who? He goes, You're playing with Jason Zubak.
2: Oh, yeah, he's the long drug champ from years ago. I right? said,
1: Who's Jason Zubak? <laughs> anyway, if you Google him, he's the Don Bradman of long drive competitions. He won the world long drive competition five years in a row. Wow.
2: And then that guy, Jamie Sadlowski. Yeah, he was took there for over. A while. He yeah. came down to Australia to play. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he, he was big too. Mm. Anyway, so now I'm keen. All right, now I, I, I cannot wait. This is going to be great fun playing with the guy who's won. I think at that stage, he'd won four in a row or three in a row or something. He went on to win a couple more. You know, we, we get on the first tee and I have cranked one. Of the first team. <laughs> I've, I've really smacked it. It went miles. It was uh, unusually high, and it just went right, you know, c- came off that high toe bit of the driver, and it just took off. And I sat back thinking, right, now, let's let's have a look at this black. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he hit yeah. the ball. <laughs> he smoked you. When he hit the ball. I just, I thought his driver had broken. I thought he'd cracked it. The noise was so different, and his ball was still going up when it passed my ball. Still still going up. Anyway, I reckon for the 36 holes that we played together, I mean, he, he ended up shooting like 81, 82 yeah, yeah. or something. Right? So he, 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 he couldn't actually play golf hitting the, the ball the way he did. But I would say on average... On average, he was 70 metres past me on every drive. There was one par five where it was a three-wood to the corner for me and then a three-wood uh, to the green hmm. if you nailed on both. He got on that tee. It was a tenth hole. He got on that tee and it was dogleg left, and he was aiming at the green. <laughs> he, was, he was aiming at the green. Anyway, I hit three-wood, three-wood, came up in the front trap, He hit driver, and he had 60 yards to the pin. (laughs) It was incredible just how far he hit the ball. He also set a record for the most number of provisional balls ever (laughs) hit in 36 holes. I reckon he hit 23.
2: Yeah, those, those long drive guys... I mean, they would outdrive you with their oh, fi- five iron. Oh, easy! I, I remember going to the uh, PGA show in Orlando because yeah. that's where I lived yeah. every year, and there yeah. was a guy there last year I was living there called Kyle Berkshire, yeah. who, who wow. has become the yeah. new—he's the god—he's the god of long driving at the moment, and yeah. he put on this clinic where they have a range set up at one of the ends this is inside so he hit into a net which is like 100 yards away but they've got all the track man data and everything going on and he was hitting his five iron something like 300 yards I mean he had me covered easy with his five iron it was scary so
1: I'm so curious to know what's going on in this guy Jason Zubag's bag anyway so about 10 holes in I know him and I'm talking to him we've got the biggest crowd that the Alberta Open's ever seen just because of him and I'm now talking to him about his clubs. He had X500 iron uh, shafts in his irons pushed through an inch. Oops. Think of a telephone pole. He was playing golf with telephone poles. He could have used Hogan's clubs, maybe. <laughs> and then I had a look at his driver. Now, his driver, I'd never seen anything like it before. It was a tideless driver, and it had 5.5 degrees of loft. And I looked at him, and I said... degrees it was actually stamped you know it wasn't just someone had knocked it up it was done properly and i said 5.5 degrees is this what you use um in your long drive comps and he goes no i use a 3.5 i said 3.5 he goes yeah yeah." he goes he goes the only reason i use 3.5 is because you've got to keep it on on the on the fairway for the count he said i've got a zero degree driver you should see that go. <laughs> <what he>
2: <laughs> Plus, with the balls they use too, because yeah, they're probably what, different golf balls. Pinnacles.
1: It was just using yeah. pinnacle. Ask me about that. He's just using, Back in those days, it's yeah. just the pinnacle. And he, it, I would, I would have. Uh, the amount of money I would have given to see him hit the zero degree driver when his five point five was going seven on average seventy meters past my best drive. I just, I, just, I would have given anything to see it. Mm. He would have gone hundred meters past my drive. So his short game not great. giving he shot eighty-one. Well, he, he just couldn't <laughs> hit a wedge. Yeah. You know his wedge. There was a, there was a there was a hole, there was a par three uh, where it was a three iron for me, and he hit a wedge. said <laughs> he just had no chance. Yep. I mean, how do how do you how do you control that?
2: Yeah. How do, how do you, I mean, they have so much speed that it's almost uncontrollable. It's yeah, uncontrollable.
1: Yeah. It's uncontrollable. Anyway, if you're sitting there doing nothing, Google Jason Zubac swing. And just yep. report back. I remember it. Uh, me.com.au. Leave a voice message. Uh, in fact, you can leave a voice message about anything. Um, I know we've got stacks to talk about today. Mm. Uh, and, of course, it's going to be the Fenway Group taking on PIF very, very soon. But before we go any further, can I just say the reimagined Pebble Beach event
2: is so good. It is. Oh. And you know what? It turned into a 54-hole no cut. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because well, they cancelled the... Well, the final round was obviously delayed because of uh, a little gusty, a bit windy. I mean, hey, we could have played it. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty dangerous, rain. actually. And then the Monday forecast as well just turned out so bad that they had to uh, make it a 54-hole. But go on. I love the new format. Explain oh, it.
1: Well, once upon a time, it was three courses... And amateurs playing in the first three rounds. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I
2: played several of these. Five and a half hour keep, rounds. Keep going. Six, six hours. Six hour rounds. Shocking.
1: Um, pretty hard to keep up with what was going on the first three days if you were a watcher of the tournament. And then, you know, you always tune in the last day. They'll be playing in threes. They'll be playing Pebble Beach. It was great fun watching it. Yep. But now, just Pebble, just Spyglass. Um, amateurs only play in the first uh, two days. Uh, you've just got 80 players. It's what one of the new eight or so elevated events. They're playing for a lot of money. Yep. And just the pros to play on the Saturday, Sunday, and only on Pebble Beach. I mean, just watching Pebble Beach um, every year this time of year is going to be a treat for us. It's going to be an absolute treat. So well done. I think it's a huge improvement on what's been there in the past.
2: Yeah, well, the, the coverage, it's, it's basically golf porn for those viewers pretty much with the with the drone shots that they get out over the uh out of the uh, over the pacific ocean it was good in a way to get rid of monterey because from a logistical uh standpoint i was listening to steve john on another podcast earlier who's the tournament director and he said it's just so hard getting all these players over to that other course as well whereas spyglass and pebble are fit very close together yeah and i mean ideally you want Just an 18-hole course, but 36 holes very close together made it so much easier for him and running the tournament. Bringing the amount of players down, because it wasn't just, you know, a normal 156 field. I think it went up to close to 200 pros playing. So the cuts were always low. Six-hour rounds over three days. You're playing different courses, and the amateurs, they want to get their money's worth. And if you're in one of those sections, if you're in the same field as, say, a Bill Murray or one of the celebrities...
0: They take forever because
2: yeah. from the green walk into the next tee, they're getting asked for all these autographs. They're playing up to the crowd. It's an absolute nightmare.
1: So you famously, on this podcast, uh, met with Clint Eastwood, which yes. would have been incredible back in your time. Yeah. Who else did you get to play with? I mean, we know about oh. Clint. Did you get anybody else, like a sports star? Or
2: No, well, I used to uh, play with a good buddy of mine, uh, Michael Fitzpatrick, who lived on the 13th hole at Pebble oh. Beach. So oh I had a pretty God. good view in the morning. And
1: What would that real estate be worth oh. in 2024? Four on the thirteenth. Yeah,
2: it's, it's uh, I, I'd hate to think
1: it's right. If, if you've never been yeah. to Purple Beach, Par it's four up the hill, pretty much right in the yeah. middle of the golf course that goes along the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the beachfront. Well, you couldn't get a bit a more perfect joint.
2: When I woke up in the morning, I had a view obviously over the Monterey Peninsula. And oh, you stayed at his house as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. I had the guest wing on the <laughs> yeah. on the end. Yeah. And out the front, yeah, the thirteenth. Uh, beyond that was the I think it was the uh, ninth hole, and then yeah. it, and you look down to eight, seven. Oh, yeah, you know, gorgeous. I, I might have to post a picture of that actually, Dan, because yeah, it was that. something very, very oh, yeah, special. Yeah, sure true. Yeah. But celebrity-wise, I didn't play with any in that sense. I he used to have a party, um, usually on a Saturday night, and they'd come to his house for dinners and who things camped? like that. Well, we had uh, Kurt Russell, Ooh. Don Cheadle, you know from The yeah, Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? Josh Dumal, who's uh, uh, the Transformers actor. Oh yeah, yeah, married Fergie, I think. Is that right?
1: Yeah, sounds right.
2: And then um, who was the other guy? Who's a lovely guy, left hand? Oliver Hudson, who's um, Kate's Hudson's brother, Kurt Russell's step, um, stepson, steps basically. Me. So I used to get him lessons down in the simulator. It was uh, quite did funny. You? Oh, yeah, it was great. Fun. Uh, did you notice <laughs> how he,
1: everyone's a left-hander gets a little <laughs> yeah. credit? Oh, yeah, there's a little, There's a little bit of extra mayonnaise if yeah. someone's a left-hander. Yeah, the player. right-handers yeah. don't get lessons. No, they so. don't get anything.
2: No, they don't want to talk no, to No, they don't get
1: anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, we did our podcast last week, and then, of course, as usual on Q, the big news came out that the Fenway Group or the, what is it, the Something Sports Group?
2: Uh, sports. Strategic. strategic oh, yeah. strategic, strategic Sports Group. It's a yeah. bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. SSG. Let's just call the most it boring SSG. name ever, by
1: yeah. the way. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's you know, a lot of them to do with Fenway, uh, the Fenway Group, uh, mm. and they have come up with $1.5 billion US dollars that the PGA Tour can access immediately and $3 billion in the kick mm. blocked away to try and, combat an
2: 800 billion dollar fund called the pif yeah it's an interesting one as far as is it well we can look at this different ways obviously and and an interesting fact is do you know who was an executive vice president for the fenway sports group no one mr jay monaghan so you know you could look at that in different ways but uh anyway he's going to become the ceo of this new for-profit PGA Tour Enterprises, which is now valued at $12 billion. Thank you very much. Mm. So what did they put in? one point five, and they're going to possibly put in $3 billion for a minority investment in this PGA Tour uh, enterprise. I, I was looking it up, and it says it allows for a co-investment from the PIF correct, in the future, subject, and this is interesting, subject to all necessary regulatory approvals. Right. So, so that wording to me sort of says, well, right now we're kind of thinking... We're going to take this because it, it basically combats, you know, that they, they're, they're financially secure for the next bit, obviously. And after that, maybe we'll get some PIF money. Maybe we won't. Depends how all the talks goes, depending on the DOJ and all that sort of stuff. The, uh, what is it, Department of Justice, yep. when they look through all those sorts of findings. But the thing is, SSG, they're going to want to return. Because they're a private equity yeah. group, and, and they're going to want a return. So how are they going to do it? That's going to be the big question, I think, going forward. Yeah. And I well, think there's a few ways. Um, like the biggest money maker outside the majors, and, and the weird thing is PGA Tour has don't own any of the majors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's that's a, that's a fallback for them. But the issue. other one is the Ryder Cup because the PGA of America own that. So maybe they'll use some of that cash to go, hey, can we... Can we do a deal for that? Perhaps that yep. might be in a, a, an idea, a way. Yeah. I mean, the TV production—they'll obviously look at all that. Be interesting how they're going to, you know, get back a uh, return on their investment.
1: There's a, there's a few things I want to bring up. Mm. Okay, so if you were a live player and you went across thinking that the PIF was in charge and they had the cards, you know, they they had a full house, and maybe the PGA Tour didn't quite have a full house. You, uh, you would be forgiven to think that about a month ago. And you went over, hello, John Rahm, hello, <laughs> Tyrell, Hatton. Tyrell Hatton, thinking or maybe even given the word that, hey, we're getting back together with this mob, take the money now. This is just a shot across the bow. If you saw what was going on this week, I reckon you'd be having heart palpitations if, if you want to come back and play. Uh, now, I'm not saying that it's over. I, I, what I'm saying is that, that's not going the plan mm. for those two to see the um, strategic sports group get back in play.
2: Did you see Jordan Spieth's comments?
1: I've got it right here. Oh, okay. Go on. Uh, so Jordan, I've got Rory McIlroy's uh, comments in relation to Jordan Spieth. So Jordan Spieth came out and said, this is great. We don't really need the PIF anymore. And he sits on the policy board. Correct. <laughs> so um, Jordan and Spieth have had a bit of a powwow. And Rory was asked for his thoughts on on that powwow moving forward. And he said, having PIF as your partner, as opposed to not having them as your partner, I don't think is an option for the game of golf. I think they're committed to investing in golf and in the wider world of sport. And if you can get them to invest their money right away to unify the game of golf, that's a good thing. So now Rory's in two minds. You know, you're going to have a lot. And, and, like, he's one of the power players. Mm. I mean, he's not; he doesn't sit on the board anymore. Is there a, is there a world where Rory McIlroy gets pinched to, <laughs> to, to live? I is, don't, is there a world where that could possibly happen?
2: I don't see it. I don't uh, see it either. But. Not pinched. I mean, he's sort of come around to the fact that, obviously, they're here to stay. They want to put a boatload of money into golf. Let's all figure it out. Get all the best players in the world playing together again. I mean, he mentioned, what was it? His, uh, was it his win the other day? You know, was cheapened by the fact that the best players in the world weren't there. Yep. Um, yeah, he's he's playing a nice political sort of role in all this, maybe trying to get all both sides together. And you wouldn't have thought that six months ago, that's for sure, or a year ago, whenever yep. he first sort of started talking about it. Word gets back to me. Um, you know my the source. The you source. You know. You know my
1: source. Word gets back to me that a lot of the American players mm-hmm. footnote Rory McIlroy jumped off the uh, what was that committee he was on on the PGA Tour the players policy uh, board policy board mm-hmm. so Rory's off. A lot of the American players saw the PIF coming in and looking at a GP style tour, weren't real happy with traveling. Oh, of course not. Around the whole world. And they were so desperate to not travel <laughs> to the Japan Open, the Australian Open, the South African Open, uh, the Scottish, the Irish, whatever that Grand Prix yep. style of tour would look like, that they, this is why they've gone to who they've gone to, the Fenway Group.
2: And the sad thing is...
1: Does that make sense to, uh, in your head? Because, I mean, this
2: this, oh, I, this reports back to me, but you lived it. I know the American players hate to travel, for sure. Um, being an international over there, it was nothing for me because I travelled all around the world because you had to living yep. in Australia. But American players, they... They don't want to fly, you know, 14, 20 hours down to Sydney or wherever or, or to Japan or, or yeah. wherever they got to go to. They, they'll do it a couple of times a year when they've got to play the Open Championship and they might get paid enough cash to go play somewhere yep. in Asia or something for an event. But, no, travelling certainly. But they like to stay home. And uh, it, it's it's interesting. Once they put this money in and all these guys are going, hmm, now this sounds quite interesting now. We've got all this cash to go. yeah. And if they do go down that route and they don't go down the piff, as I said before, they need to improve things. And one way I think they could really improve it, this FedEx Cup playoffs, they've been a great sponsor of the tour for many, Superb. many years. But it doesn't it doesn't excite me. It doesn't really work that much the way they do it. I think they should go with, let's just do a season-long thing and like tennis, have a season-ending uh, season finale where top eight players, right, top yep. eight players, they go at it. Round-robin match play. Imagine if you had Rory uh, versus Scotty. Uh, you had Victor versus um, oh, Cantley or whoever. I mean, imagine that little round robin, and then the top two, final day, bang. And he's your best player of the year. Yeah, I love it. That would be awesome.
1: I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You mean like a sudden death type thing? Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah start yeah. with a bit of round robins. So everyone gets to play against each other. I thought like you like hated the round it, robins. Like they do in the tennis. You're back on board now. Only for this one event. Okay, match play, it's normally you lose and you go home. I but know. But for this one event.
1: I'm gl- welcome aboard, Nick. Okay. <laughs> it's good to have
2: you on our team. For the, hey, for the world match play, it should be knockout. <laughs> but if you're trying to find the best player amongst all yeah, these guys, it. imagine the match play comps against, because they would hate to lose to each other. rather than a stroke play event where you've got, okay, I'm starting 10 shots ahead of this guy. See, that format just doesn't work for me.
1: You've nailed it. Mm. I reckon you've absolutely nailed it. It would be a much better concept. But can you see, I I just see it all falling into place, what we're talking about here. Rory jumps off that policy board. The rest of the American players run to another group who want to invest money just so they don't have to travel 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. I mean that might sound incredibly ludicrous to mm. other people listening to this, but that is the way they think. Yeah. That is the way the Americans think. Yeah. They just do not want to travel. And here's the thing, you know, we 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 heard the live goal, what is it? They're gonna it's good for golf, what they always say it's uh, we're gonna grow the game. Mm. I'm absolutely certain that when they started live, growing the game to them was to take the best players around the world. Yeah. That was growing the game mm. well, the, uh, and I think that's the biggest fear of the American players yeah. and, is actually to grow the game in other big places
2: <laughs> around the world yeah because the sad thing is from all this all we're hearing about is equity for the players right which I, I get and they're going to become the first big major sports yep. organisation where the players are going to have ownership I mean I think that's great but the, big, the saddest thing is no one's talking about the fans what's best for the fans out there and what's best for people that want to watch around the world and as you just said, growing the game, playing in all these different areas. When Liv came down to Adelaide, that was an amazing Huge. event down there. It was fantastic. Huge. Now, creating that Grand Prix style, as you said, would be a phenomenal thing to do. But you've nailed it on the head there. I think your source. Uh... Well, it's
1: not me. The source is, <laughs> The source is good. Yeah, it is good. He's real good. He's been pretty spot on. He has been spot on. And we know yeah. where it's coming from. Yeah, so. we
2: do.
3: Okay. Hi, Scotty Shifflos. <laughs> you guys seen any of uh, Live in uh, Mexico on the
1: weekend? No, look, I've missed it. I, I Actually, when Pebble wasn't on uh, on Monday morning, I was flicking around. I thought Channel 7 would have it. I was really keen to have a bit mm. of a look and see what was going on, but I couldn't find it.
2: I didn't watch it, but I kept up with the results. Uh, and it, so they've changed their format, by the way, a little bit. Just to update everyone on oh, out there, please. It's well, only a smidge. Well, so that's
1: okay. This this isn't the PIN global results so that we'll no, do no, no. shortly. So
2: they added the thirteenth team, John Ram, right? Because yep. we last time we did the pod, we didn't know what was yeah. coming out, and guess what? Just after we finished our pod, <laughs> Legion <laughs> Eight, like an hour after, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Legion Eight comes out. Yeah. So you know, as it happens, now apparently that's got to do with some Roman Empire, you know, warrior right. type thing. Which Pete from Brisbane, our listener, did predict. Oh, there you go. So he, he did he called, too. Well, Well, i Legion Eight. So his team was, Tyrrell Hatton went straight with him. Yep. Um, What was the young guy's name? Uh, Caleb Surat, who just come out of college. I think University of Tennessee. He goes. Right. And then Kieran Vincent. So they made up a new team. So they have 13 teams now. So you've got 52 players. They've also got two wild cards. Yeah. So there's 54 players now. So 54 with the lift obviously being the number 54. That works out nicely for them. The two wild cards are Laurie Cantor who yeah. absolutely crapped the bed in the Q school, if yeah. you remember. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so he got a spot, which is great, yeah, good. and Hudson Swafford. Now, best three scores used to count for round one and two and three, but now all four scores count for round three. Good. Okay, so the final round, that's all better. four players have got a man up and play the game. Oh, I love that. Yeah, which that, was really good. That's much better. And then the top 12 teams make the season end. So whoever finishes last in the team, you don't make the final event of the yeah. season. And then the prize money changed a little bit. So last money, instead of being won 20, Thousand, it's fifty thousand, poor, yeah, okay. poor guys. But if okay. you know,
1: imagine who are the two players playing with Hatton and 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 Ram? Who are they?
2: Caleb Surratt, who just came out of just the out of college, college. Yeah, apparently he was one of the best yeah. college players. Right. But I, I hadn't heard of him, to be honest. And then Kieran Vincent, who qualified from. Right. I'm trying to think how he qualified.
1: How about that? Um, so so, I mean, these two kids—they're playing with John Ram. Is their teammate yeah. all
2: of a sudden and a full-on lunatic and an early <laughs> <laughs> and, and bang and an early ping global result. Legion One. Oh, are you kidding the me? The team event. Yeah, I'll, I'll update everyone. I I'll,
1: thought they were behind. I checked halfway I through, and they were no. way back. No, they they came oh, I through. No, I've had I've had a, a very very busy day. <laughs> um, can I just put out there? I had a swap day uh, on the weekend.
2: Oh, you went from Kingston to Royal Melbourne, right? That's right. Mm.
1: I would like uh, any groundskeeper out there in charge of putting the holes in the greens when they know they've got a swap day on. Because I reckon RM were having some fun with the Kingston Heath <laughs> members where they had those flags <laughs> on Saturday. It was incredible. You know, the sixth hole, all right? The sixth hole is one of Six the most West. famous golf holes in the world. Some say it's the best hole on the whole
2: property. Must have put the pin left for you. Where do you reckon left? On the slight upslope just over the bunker. We put our
1: golf ball, right? Yeah. We put our golf... It's like the front of a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. An old Volkswagen, right? <laughs> yep. it's, it's like that. And it goes into the deepest bunker... In Australia, yep. in the front. We put a golf ball, we just placed it.
2: Mm-hmm. Where?
1: Five feet in front of the hole. Yeah, And it rolled into the trap. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where they did, I mean, honestly. Okay, was it a stroke comp? No, it was oh, a stovet okay, okay. comp. Okay, so see, you could at least
2: yeah. put a wipe on the card.
1: I had a six, thank okay. you very much. Did you, you put it a, in the bunker? It one of the best sixes you've ever seen. <laughs> but I just implore any groundskeepers out there, who know what really happens on swap days. And I want you to call and leave a message. Can they be anonymous? You can be anonymous. You don't even, well, we kind of, yeah, we need to know the club because we need to know the holes. Okay. But the things you've done on a swap day when you're putting the holes out and you know that you're about to wreak havoc with the other (laughs) mob that are coming around to see your golf course. I'll leave it at that. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God.
2: It was incredible. Uh, whose, t- whose turn for a top five? It's um, my turn. Well, it's actually my turn, but we've flipped we- it again. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do my masterclass, because I kind of got a lot of requests after last week's masterclass uh, with the uphill lies. Yeah. They wanted to know downhill. So oh, well, that's a good I idea. figure I'll, I'll do this week's, and you can do the top five. Again.
1: All right. I'll, I'll uh, get my top five organized. What is it? Well,
2: you don't well it, it was away. something
1: that was sent around before, and it is... I think I'm going to do the top five wanker moves <laughs> you see in golf on the weekend. Right, okay. So not on the pros, right? With your buddies, the top five wanker moves in golf. That's next.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Hey, what do you got there? This is the new Ping G430 Max 10K driver. It's next level. I'll tell you, it's so impressive. We all know that Ping help you play your best. I've been using them for years and I wouldn't use anything else. In fact, this new driver, it's Ping's straightest and highest moment of impact driver ever. Holy moly. So on the course, what's that going to mean? How's it going to help golfers? Well, to put it simply, it means people are going to be hitting longer, straighter, and they're going to absolutely crack their drives off the tee. I could talk about it all day. It's that good. But the best thing to do if you want to check out how impressive PING's new G430 MAX 10K driver is, just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a PING club fitting and I'll see you out there with my PING gear.
1: Hey Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're
2: doing well in and where you need to improve. And this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world and it helps analyse and improve your game like never before because it uses real time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at.
1: You get actionable and usable info in minutes not ours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper, but it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers, download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies.
3: If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe and never miss an episode and maybe share it with a friend. Now back to Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to me. Top five, top five, top five. Today's top five.
1: You're responsible for this one in a big way, Dan. Uh, You're you're responsible. Uh, You got it from somewhere, and it made me think you had the top uh, golf douchebag moves (laughs) on the golf edge. But douchebag doesn't really work here in Australia. No. So this is going to be the top five wanker moves (laughs) that you see while playing in your local comp or your weekend warrior, whatever it might be. And for our American listeners, it's a wanker douchebag, sort of the same thing. similar. And for our Lafian uh, listeners, uh, (laughs) you get the drift. Can
3: I make a request, Mark? (laughs) Yes. As you go through your top five, can you guys uh, be honest and admit to having, whether you have or haven't yeah, done any yeah, of those yeah. things. Yeah,
1: sure. Hey, but we're different, mate. We play for money. We're entertainers. Oh, okay. We're That's, that's where in the entertainment business, <laughs> okay. Dan. Yeah, Pros dude. A, all
3: right. <laughs> Top five wankers in golf. You are just going to number one right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. At number five, and this is very funny when it's done in a ridiculous way, club twirling after bombing a drive. <laughs> I mean, Damn. come on. It's enough. Enough's enough. Who are you twirling for? The people in your group? What are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm not a club twirler, though. I I, I can't club twirl dance. So that answers you. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, right. Can you club twirl?
1: No. Uh, it just naturally happens. <laughs> <It> just nat- <laughs> naturally. My fingers. Oh, I sure. have
2: sticky fingers or yeah.
1: something, and it just happens naturally. <laughs> uh, number four: waving goodbye to your golf ball after mailing a drive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Right.
1: Oh, that is so funny. You know who you are out there. Yes. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Now, this was an old Colin Montgomery, Sevi Ballesteros move. Okay. You're playing partners over the ball. Mm-hmm. You've already played and you just don't care because you're so into your own game you couldn't give a stuff about anybody else. And your mate or well, your playing partners, about to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And you undo your glove. Oh. And the Velcro just goes. Yeah. <laughs> right when they're
2: trying to the play. Oh, yeah. Well, the other one is when you're on the green about to putt and the caddy of the other player starts jingling the pockets because oh. he's got coins in there or Jeez. something like that. Just That's a, a shocker. a
1: wanker move. Colin Montgomery was the best at that. Okay. He, d- he got me about four times <laughs> in one round. Colin Montgomery, just <laughs> to add to the annoyance of that person.
2: Do we? <laughs> I think we might have to have an intervention here with Mark, oh. with uh, Monty. I need
1: I need to sit on someone's couch. <laughs> do. I do. Was
3: well, Monty the one we messaged last year? He commented on one of our posts.
1: Yeah, you? that's right. Yeah. He did. <laughs> oh, very funny. Uh, we should get him on. Uh, number two. And this doesn't happen. I mean, this I, I'm surprised this isn't at number one, actually. But number two, walking in a putt mm-hmm. from eight feet. Like, you know, it's going in. Yeah, I've done you- that. <laughs> <laughs> and you do the Jack Nicholas, Oh, the yeah. The putter goes up and you chase after it. Tiger Woods was pretty good oh. with it as well. Well, you
2: have to when you're in contention.
1: But you're just there playing with your mates. Not in the a- first round. And you're walking in a putt from eight feet. <laughs> Bloody
2: hell. Um,
1: and the number one wanker move, and I know so many blokes and a few women who do this, saying. You hit it off the toe after hitting a drive that went past everybody else's or the heel. There you go. Nice shot. Yep. Great drive. Great drive, Nick. Yeah, I got that a little off the heel. Yep. Oh, please.
2: Done that. Just go <laughs> away.
1: If you are guilty of any of those things, you are a wanker. Yeah. End of story.
3: Or if you've got any that you think of that weren't on the list. Hey, Mark, uh, absolutely. You, you've definitely done that last uh, yeah, time. I've Come done, on. I've done, I've done them all.
1: Yeah, I've done every single one of them. I've done all.
3: Last week we were talking about uh, you. You guys were talking about your your, your books, the favourite books that you think. Yeah, and I I asked you to give us one book, and you I think gave us three each. (laughs) (laughs) Classic top five style.
1: Well, actually, we've got to have a top five book at some stage later in the year. Can we put it down? We we've got a quiet week. I want to know your top five books.
2: Yeah. Well, we That's did our favourite sense. books, didn't I we? Know, we did we top, almost got to we a top, top five yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's
1: but hard. we have to have, sit down and think of it. That no, was right. off the cuff. No, no. That was off the cuff.
3: Well, it was. But remember you talked about a book that you couldn't recall the name of, but you loved when you are I think, when you are a kid. Yeah. Eric, who listens to the pod. Eka. He knows what it is, he reckons. And uh, we're going to give him a call. And he's all gonna, all right, let's he's, give him a call. He's going to tell us about it, and you can confirm whether indeed Eric is right or wrong.
1: But he seems like a nice person, Eric. Why? What, what? Well, you know, when people, like, quite often I'll have a look at somebody's Twitter um, uh, feed and, and see what they're on about. Okay. See what side of politics they're on. <laughs> oh. He seems like a nice fella. <laughs> well, we'll, find, well, we'll find out. <laughs> you soon find it's well, a, it's Maybe a, we won't. <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. Derek Eric speaking. Eric, it's Mark Allen and Nick O'Hearn. How are you guys? Hey, mate, we're yeah, very, very well. well. Thanks for getting back to us on socials. Now, Dan, he had a couple of questions for us. Is that right? Well, Eric, uh, Eric was talking about the book that you were banging on about last week
3: that you said was great but couldn't remember the I name still... of, and Eric reckons he might know what it is. What is it, Echo?
2: Miracle on the 17th Green by James Patterson. Now, I
1: haven't read that one, but the one that I was talking about is called The Pro, uh... and, and it's a beauty. I loved it. I can't actually remember what happened. Mm. I read it so much, uh, so long ago. He got some magic club or something like that, and then he turned pro in the seniors and went ballistic. But it was very, very good. And there's a lot of funny stories about life as a professional for the first time that yeah. uh, made sense in my head that I had a bit of a giggle about. Non-fiction or fiction? No, nah, fiction. Oh, okay. Complete fiction. Well, mm. fiction's... the uh, Which one is it? I haven't non- been to school for a long true. time. Non-fiction yeah, true. Well, it's complete fiction now. Okay. Yeah, right. it's, it's made up. It's a made-up story. <laughs> Have you, have, did you go and get it? Did you try and get it, Eric?
3: No, I haven't. I think that the only copy that I found was available on eBay. So I don't even think Amazon has it. But oh. I did read the the little short blurb. Yes,
2: it, and you have sold me now. I, I got to go find myself this um, exquisite vintage copy. Then yeah, get mm-hmm. it,
1: get it, get it, get it. It was good fun. Whereabouts do you play your golf, Eric?
2: Oh, I'm a bit of a, a, a ranger. I don't, I don't really go head out to the golf course much. So, I, I,
1: now, there's lots and lots of different ways to enjoy golf, and just going to the ranges, one of them, you know, going to the indoor. Do you, do you, what about the indoor stuff into the screen? You can play any mm. golf course you like. Do you do a bit of
2: that? No, I haven't tried it. It's, um, it's on my to-do list for this year, actually.
1: Thank you, Dave.
2: It's getting quite prevalent here up in Brisbane.
1: Well, our our, our goal, Eric, is to get you out in the golf course at Mm. some stage this year, get you off the range and turn you into a fair golfer. (laughs) That sounds good.
3: All right. Before you let Eric go, Mark, I know you're trying to avoid the next part of Eric's question. Eric wants to pick you up on something you said last week on the pod when you were being a little bit inadvertently crude when you were quoting... The Lady Marmalade song.
1: Oh, you mean uh, "Voulez-vous coucher à l'éguar ce soir"? That's right. Yeah, that's the only French I know. Well, Eric knows what that means. What does it mean?
2: It means. Would you like to sleep with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you've got your new pickup line for the clubs, Mark. Well, it's <laughs> funny,
1: is, is funny you say that because I didn't know, but I, I promise you this if I ever met a French girl overseas, <laughs> I would say the only French I know is Ole Moulin Coucher of a glass of soir. So I don't yeah. think oh, they used to run away like no one's business. Uh, I don't think Trish's
2: going to approve. No, no I mean... she absolutely <laughs> would not. She
1: would not. That's fantastic. Good Thank... on you, Eric. All right. Thanks, See Eric. You Bye. Thanks for being a good sport, mate. Appreciate it. We've got to get him onto the golf course.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Got
1: to... It's so much fun walking yeah. around, smelling the roses, looking at the mm.
2: rosellas. But you're right, there are various types of golfers, and one of them simulators, and others is putt putts. And... Rangers, and obviously we want him to be a green grass golfer. Mm, Yeah, at
1: some stage. All right, let's keep this podcast moving.
2: All right, the Ping Global results this week. We had some Ping winners, by the way. Firstly... (laughs) Jeez. Firstly, I'm going to say the Vic Open had dual ping winners. Oh, what a surprise you focusing on the ping. Is that right? Was? Well, of course. Does it's Coletta ping. play ping? Does he? Pol- uh, Coletta d- is a ping player. I did not. Been a long time ping player. Yeah, 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 okay. As is Ashley Lau, who um, won the women's Vic Open.
1: Wow, and, and mm. sixty-six in the last round was that the low? It must have been close to the low score of the day for the girls. So just it,
2: I think it was. Yeah, to shoot mm. the
1: low score of the day mm. and win, and coming from nowhere, four, four. it's fabulous
2: golf. Well, remember she shot sixty-one at Rosebud yeah. the week before, so she's gone runner-up and victory—the first professional win, which is awesome for how her. How
1: much? How much cash? It was four hundred fifty thousand uh, total, it's so around it's about seventy-five no, thousand. Uh, Seventy-seven, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, right on it.
2: Yeah, around that mark. I yep. think there might be $100 here or there. But a great win for Ashley Lau in the Women's Vic Open, uh, who defeated the Sunday Queen, G.A. Shin, yeah. by one shot. Now, G.A. is actually staying on it. Thirteenth uh, Beach to run a little training camp. She has about ten of these young pros and that she mentors, and they're going to hang around and do a little bit of practice and and work on their games. How, How good is that? is that? I mean, that's awesome for us. Yeah, she didn't want to star. I know. Yeah, uh, third place was Jongmin Cho. She she had a bit of a. Uh, a rivalry with Lydia Ko as a junior. Used to be the number one amateur in the world and was an outstanding player. She actually had the lead as well with three Mm. holes to go, but bogeyed a couple of the last three, which is a bit of a shame. And Min A Yoon finished... Fourth, Um, also Uh, from Ping, by the way, Karis Davidson, who was in the final group, didn't quite get it done, unfortunately, but she was tied for fifth. Ping stuff, and of course, Ping's Cassie Porter finished in (laughs) ninth position. Hey, come on, I've got to, I've got to throw it in there. (laughs) But
1: I do, I do like. Sorry, I do like the girls with the different ping. It's nice. Yeah. You know, the, the boys With have got the look logo. It's yeah. a different font.
2: No, it looks great. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And it was also great to see Carrie Webb make an appearance oh, as well. I mean, it was great. a one-off thing for her to come down and play. It was awesome. And she ended up having a really strong weekend. Shot like 67.70 to finish title 11. Wow. So. Really good play on the weekend from Curry. But on the men's side, uh, Brett Coletta shot back-to-back 65s to, bre- to beat to um, beat someone who I sort of have a word to every now and then, Jordan Zunick, mm. by two shots. And they were actually tied with four holes to play. And Brett just made a couple of birdies and striped a three wood into the final hole. Although I think he said he caught it a bit out of the toe, but those ping three woods they just keep going through the wind beautifully.
1: Why did Jordan <laughs> Zunick hit a four iron off the tee on 18 well, when he needed to make something happen to win the tournament? Yeah, is my question he, to you. I know. He was,
2: I haven't spoken to him yet, but he did the interview after and he said it was the strategy he played all week. And if he'd have hit the solid four on, he still could have got home. He, I think he still could have got home with three wood, but uh, he was a little bit far back. He wanted to take that right bunker out of play from what he said. But you're right. I would have loved to have seen him taking the right bunker out of play by maybe smashing driver down there. Yeah. But it's a big risk, though, because I don't. And if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Look, I mean, it's obviously. Uh, a pressure situation. If he had full hundred percent confidence in it, I think he would have gone for it. But it was his play all week, mm. so he's probably tossing up his mind: Do I do this? Don't I? And I can understand that. But I'll have a good chat with him be about that.
1: Amazing, because there'll be people sitting here listening. I know exactly what you're mm. saying. There'll, there'll be people listening to our podcast going: Hang on a second, he's coming second. Yep. I mean, surely his game is in great shape. Yeah. Well, why the, wouldn't you just hit a three wood down there just to guarantee yourself an iron in?
2: Well, three wood takes three wood and two iron for him brings the bunker on the right into play, and that's the one he didn't want to go in. So four iron is kind of in between all the bunkers. Uh, so he had three wood left, but unfortunately he didn't hit the shot well, he, he just wanted, had to so nail it off. The, if he nails it off the yeah. tee, there's
1: no questions. No, exactly. Right. But
2: uh, it was a great uh, a great finish to the tournament, and uh, and congrats to both uh, Brett Coletta and Ashley Lau for how taking well out. was
1: Brett Coletta swinging the club by Ooh. the. I I, I saw about five swings. I I, I rewound to have a look. And I also rewound because there was a bit of controversy to whether he marked his ball correctly on the last. Yes. But what actually happened, if you just watched the TV, you might have missed one missed move. So Brett Coletta actually had to move his ball for both players that he was playing with on the last. So a lot of people saw him move it twice early. They missed the one in between, and they only saw him move it back one putter length um but he did he mm. he actually moved it it was all the right amount of time all above board yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did
2: well yeah uh the anyway pre-
1: but th- sorry he was swinging it really well he was yeah,
2: I, I, he, yeah.
1: I, I i want to swing it like brett
2: Clenner. Mm, so do i i played with him up at the cathedral invitational before yeah. christmas first time i've ever played with him For yeah. 17 holes he put on a clinic it was unbelievable unfortunately in amongst the you know the one bad hole which was the 11th he made a triple bogey yeah. but a bit out of nowhere. And that's where I think a good caddy could have advised him on how to do that. Mm. But the other 17 was incredible, and he's got a heck of a future. He almost got his PGA Tour card a yeah. few years ago um, from the Corn Ferry Tour. Just missed out, fell off. But then he won last year on the Challenger PGA Tour of Australasia. This win as well yeah. keeps going. I think he might have moved into third or fourth on the order of merit yeah. now. And DP World Card. That'd be fun. I did notice
1: at the Vic Open, and I wasn't commentating, but I did mm-hmm. notice that the people who won came from very early in the groups, not in the last two groups, probably in the what last fourth or fifth last group, both players, it seemed. was actually around about the third last. Mm. Anyway, um, did everybody in that last group have a caddy when they were playing for so much money?
2: Ooh, you've got me thinking now, actually.
1: Who didn't have a caddy who was in the last two groups when you're playing for... Close to eighty thousand dollars first prize.
2: It's who did you notice? Because I I can't remember. Did you notice anyone? I noticed a
1: couple of players. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, it's we've spoken. B- I about don't this. like it. No.
1: I mean, no. You, you're either a professional or you are kind of just playing it. It's, mm-hmm. your, it's your hobby.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get it. I heard okay. it. At that. Yeah. Uh, we had two fifty-four hole events uh, on the weekend. <laughs> 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 And obviously one being Live Mexico, yeah. where uh, Joachim Neiman shot a first round 59. Phew. Thank you very much. 12 under par. Didn't realize, I think, as he teed off 18 that it was a par 71. He didn't realize. <laughs> no, no, because someone yelled out, shoot 58. And he's gone, 58? What do you ooh. Well, this must be a par seventy-one, yeah, okay. you know, if he birdies the last. But uh, he ended up defeating Sergio Garcia on the fourth playoff hole. John Rahm, the new addition to Live, was tied for the lead with two holes to go, but bogeyed the last two, hit it in the water on Didn't seven. Really? Yeah, a bit of a tough one. But they did win the team event, so that yeah. helps the team out, obviously. Well,
1: see, I, I, when I crossed over uh, on Monday morning, uh, Rahm was miles off he yeah. made, halfway no, through he his last round.
2: Made a bit of a charge, and wow. the thing, you know, what helped him as well was. On the Saturday's round, second round, and this is interesting right mm-hmm. here because you brought up Tiger Woods at the Masters. Remember when he took this, the drop? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he took a wrong drop on round two. They've looked at it that Saturday night. Sunday morning, he was assessed a two-stroke penalty, but yep. they let him play the third round. I thought if you signed for a wrong... Changed,
1: after Tiger, they changed the they rule. They have changed it. Yeah, they've changed oh, okay. the rule. I haven't looked it up. All right, yeah, fair but, enough. But back when Tiger did it, mm. that was the rule hadn't been changed. But okay. when they went and changed all those other rules, and you know mm. we've we got uh, no more hazards, their penalty areas, and all mm. the other, you know, the drop by your knee and all that kind of stuff. That was one of the rules.
2: That got done as well. Okay, Neiman won even with a two-stroke penalty, so probably deserved to yeah. win. I guess I you think could say.
1: Rory McIlroy had a penalty too early at uh,
2: took a wrong
1: th- drop. The same, exactly the same thing yep. that
2: Tiger did. He was leading the Pebble yeah. Beach event, which I'll get to shortly. Did he make a ten or something? He made a triple, I yeah, think okay. it was. Yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, Legion Eight won the team event. Ripper were coming third for a while, but unfortunately finished fourth, so they don't get any mm. cash for the team. So never mind Pebble Beach. Yes. Turned into a three-day event, obviously, because of the weather issues, no-cut, 54-holer. Early on in the week, they had some bit of conjecture about the sponsor exemptions. Why? Because they get four exemptions into these no-cut, elevated events. Yeah. Three of them, funnily enough, sit on the policy board of the tour. Right. So some of the players are going, hang on, well, that on. is a bit fishy. But when you look at it, you go, okay, Adam Scott's won. That's yes. a no-brainer. Yeah. Webb Simpson, yes. Mart, US Open champion. The one they were a bit going, hang on, this is a bit funny, Peter Malnati. Yeah, well, who's a bit of a bit of a grinder on yeah. tour, but from what I heard with Peter, he is he's supported that event for so long. The the amateurs that he always plays with love him. Okay. So I can I can totally agree with all that. So
1: can we put the policy board on notice that we're <laughs> watching from this point <laughs> forward? Are. And if Molinari, what's his name?
2: Malnati. Malnati Peter gets another Malnati. one. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's open season. So we almost had another 59. Uh, Wyndham Clark in the third round, which turned out to be the winning round, shot 60. Yeah. Uh, he was, which sets he, the new course record, although it was pick and place, preferred yeah, yeah, lies, so yeah. really it's not official And
1: as soft as butter,
2: yeah, Two The joggers yeah. are
1: soft as butter, but still mm. two eagles on a way to a 28 in the front Oof. nine at Pebble Beach. And then the toughest hole on the course mm. is 10, and he's birdied that one yeah. as well. Oh, no, nine was the toughest hole on the course. Uh, could have been, yeah. One nine one.
2: would have been. But the last three holes, he had three t- three looks at it, one of them for eagle, and left them all short in yeah. the jaws. So a bit of a shame. But Jason uh, Day was up there, too. He was tied for sixth, uh, but Blinden Clark, your buddy, uh, your Texas Tech mate, uh, yeah. Ludwig. Yes. Yes, by a shot. And Mathieu Pavon, the Frenchman, Ville of yes. France, he was going for back-to-back. I think he might have taken it out if they went one more day, but he finished third. Can
1: I I, I don't talk about uh, betting in golf too often, mm-hmm. but I am going to put as much money as I possibly can on Ludwig Aubert. Au, Aubert. 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 <laughs> to win the
2: Masters in his first go. Wow, that's a big call. The more I watch him play,
1: he is so ready to do something special. Incredible. You know, he played in the Ryder Cup before he played in his first major. It's crazy, isn't
2: it? (laughs) It is crazy how good this kid is. Ludwig, I reckon reckon
1: because it's his first Masters, I reckon you'll get really
3: good odds. When when Mark says, I'm going to put as much as I can on him to win, (laughs) that means... I'll put as much as Trish will allow me to put on <laughs> yes. I've got a little for, secret yeah, account. About $20? About okay. Right. She doesn't know
2: about it. Oh, there you go. Okay. The other thing uh, that sort of happened in the event was someone's first tournament as a professional. Oh, yeah. Nick Dunlap. Yes. And he How finished do dead last. Can you remember
1: your first hit as a professional? The very first. You're still on the yes. team.
2: You're playing for money. What did yep, you do? I won it.
1: You're joking! The
2: rotness pro-am. You're kidding me. As a trainee pro, oh, that's unreal. I, uh, yeah, my boss said, "I'll go and play because I can't." I was a first year trainee. Ended up uh, coming tied first with Paul Archibald. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a bit of history. Well, the
1: reason I asked the question is because I remember my first uh, shot as yeah. a professional it was at Lang Lang, um, and I was you know out in the thirteenth hole or something. And I cold-topped it. <laughs> I cold-topped it. it was just, I ended up shooting oh, wow. par or something. Wow. But I, I, it, something is different. Mm. And Nick, a bit like, how many cuts in a row did Justin Rose miss? So S- uh, about tw- 21. 21 cuts I played in with Justin while he was doing that. Yeah, so mm. 21. Justin Rose turned pro. Something just didn't yeah. fit in his mind, and he missed the first 21 cuts in a row. Come and last in your first event as a professional after winning an event as an amateur. Yep. It's not
2: the worst yep. crime in the world. No, that's okay. And and it worked out okay for Justin Rose as well. So yeah. He had a decent He's career, didn't well. he? He's done
3: well. <laughs> you yeah. caught it though last week. You said he was right not to play Tory Pines. Yep. First outing, not quite what he would have that's wanted. That's
1: right. If he went back there and played it and came last there mm. or did something miserable, then he wouldn't have as much cash in his back pocket as he does today.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: So well done to his yeah. management. No, absolutely. Clever. He'll be okay.
2: Okay, on the DP World Tour, the Bahrain Championship, uh, Dylan Fratelli had a two-shot win. Well done to the South African. He's um, been he's been playing on the PGA Tour last year, but I think he lost his card. Now he's back on DP World it, Tour. It hurts
1: me to see so many South African flags mm. on the first page of the leaderboard every week. Yep. And the reason they there are so many South African flags on there is because the Sunshine Tour has been a part of the DP World Tour. For thirty-five years, correct, and we missed that boat. It, it it hurts me. Remember when we went to we were trying to get one Asia up and going? Yes, there? I remember that. What a fair income yeah. disaster that was! If we just said, "Let's go with the European yeah. tour," well, thirty-five years ago, there'd be as many Australian flags on the leaderboard as there are yeah. South African. flags. Well,
2: we're still co-sanctioning the Australian Open yeah. and the PGA down here, so that's yeah. we're still in there. Don't worry. Come uh, on. on the Aussie front, Dave Mickalusi. Uh, made the cut on the number, I think. Uh, Finished tied for 16th, so well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Uh, Actually, no, he didn't make the cut on the number. That was Hayden Barron. I think Ah, in his first event, uh, had to birdie the last. So impressive. And he did it. But uh, Mickaluzzi and Harrison Endicott tied for 16th. Hayden Barron tied for 43rd. And Jason Scribner tied for 56th on the Corn Ferry Tour. At the Panama Championship, Isaiah Salinda just snuck at home with an eight-shot win. Well done, Isaiah! Well done. Unbelievable. Curtis oh. Luck was going really well, but unfortunately um, had a final round seventy-seven to finish back in the field. But hockey sticks uh, made the cut. Well done. God, I just hate hockey sticks. A, a couple of little side notes on this Ping Global results. Yeah, you know, I just want to make a mention to Peter Senior who broke his age the other Unreal. day. Real plays off a plus three. Shot sixty three. Yeah. At Sanctuary Cove, he's age sixty four. He had 44, 40 points in the comp. Yeah. Didn't win it. Came runner up in A grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bit of a shame, but shout out to Peter. You're a legend. Well, was and still handy? playing. Plus three point three. 3 was yeah, it? yeah, unbelievable. Good yeah. on him. How good is that guy? Um,
1: by the way, uh, shooting your age in the sixties is the best thing you can do in golf. Oh yeah, I think. How old do you
2: think you'll be when you break your age or shoot your 68. age? Sixty eight. Sixty eight. I'm going
1: sh- to shoot sixty eight when I'm sixty eight. Yeah. <laughs> when do you think you'll
2: break your... Uh, break my age. Break it. Uh, when I'm uh, 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Uh, one last shout out also to a guy who we've seen on our TV coverage, uh, Lachlan Wood. He's the number one all abilities player in Australia. World number nine. Thank you very much. Good on him. He's a PGA associate up at Harvey Bay in Queensland. It's an amazing story, Lachlan. Uh, he had a horrific car accident when he was 16, 12 broken bones. His leg was shattered into Yuck. 44 pieces. Yuck. Had 40 or 50 surgeries. It's insane. And he did create history last year when he won a Pro-Am on the Adidas PGA wow. circuit here in Australia. He won the Tin Can Bay Pro-Am. Wow. And, and all abilities players never won, you know, beaten all the other pros. Yeah, okay. Uh, on tour. Fantastic. So anyway, so Lachlan, uh, just a bit of a shout out for him because he's been invited to play in the USGA's, it's basically one of their majors, the PGA yeah. Championship. Yeah. That's the United States Disability Golf Association and also the G4D Open and the U.S. Adaptive Open coming up. And he's holding a fundraiser this Friday at the Beach House in Harvey Bay. So if you're in the area, get along. Please support him by donating. Or if you want to get in touch, uh, message him on his Instagram, which is Lachlan, L-A-C-H-L-A-N, underscore wood, underscore F-C-P-G. So get behind Lachlan because an amazing player. We see him here quite a bit on our tournaments and it'd be great to see him kicking butt over in those tournaments.
1: FCPG? Yep. What does that stand for? Uh, football
2: Club. What do you think? PG? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. No. Anyway. All right. FCPG. <laughs> Lachlan underscore wood underscore FCPG. He's amazing. I-, I remember watching him play last year. He is unbelievable. Mm. But if
3: everyone listening gave 10 bucks, oh, incredible. he'd be sorted. Yeah. He'd be away. Sure. He'd be away. And we're not going to no, like who's going to miss 10 bucks? Yeah. No one. No, exactly.
1: Well, our listenership is getting pretty high at the moment. Isn't it's it? huge. He it's might really be big. a millionaire uh, the way we're going could well be. Oh, do you want some feedback? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. Now,
2: we're
3: going to start this. Uh, I'm not going to give you this bit of feedback first, but I want you to be prepared for this because it's coming. We've had a message from Dodgy. Dodsy reckons we have missed the biggest story of the last few months. Go on. So, right. we're going to get to that shortly, or right? right. I want you to think about that because... Right. Uh, I think you should be very embarrassed. Actually, now I think really,
1: yep, it's that bad. It's pretty that we've missed it. It's ordinary.
3: It's ordinary. Yeah, and you, particularly you, Mark, should know better for reasons that will become obvious. Okay. Message from Shane Livo Livingston. Rory appear. So talking before about Mm -hmm. uh, Pebble Beach and and Rory taking his penalty. I think it was a two shot penalty. Yep. Rory appeared to do that dodgy drop like Tiger. Cop the penalty before he signed. What an amazing coincidence, so soon after Marco, uh, you mentioned that on the podcast.
1: Yeah, it was. It yeah. was amazing. And I saw that uh, tweet during the week. Good on you, Livo. You're a star. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was exactly the same. Yeah. So he, he he went back as far as he could and for some reason thought that he had a club,
3: club length. length.
2: No, you don't.
1: You do not. You've got to drop it on that line. Mm.
3: Question, Nick, for you from Ian K. Ian wants to know this. Hey, guys, love the podcast. Question, Nick, why aren't you playing on the Champions Tour? Surely you are good enough. <laughs> that is, is a good question. It is, it is um, good
2: enough. Yeah, I do get asked that question a lot, and that would mean for me practicing, number one, which I don't do anymore, <laughs> uh, traveling, which I really have, uh, I'm completely over after doing it for over 20 years in the US. And one of the reasons I stopped playing was to spend more time at home and the family. That's why we moved back to Australia. But never say never, I'd have to go to Q School, uh, like I never won in the US, for instance, the Champions Tour, so I'd have to go through a couple of stages and all that, but um, maybe in a couple of years I might give it a go, but at the moment I'm very happy being here in Australia and uh, spreading the love of golf down here. Good on
1: you, how about <laughs> that? What about the Australian Seniors Tour? Oh, well, You um, pick, well, pick and choose, you Well,
2: and you know what we're doing, we're playing the Port Arlington Pro-Am, right. coming up on the Legends Tour yeah. shortly. Should we do the
1: podcast from down there? Oh, no, it means you'd have to go down there, Dan. Oh,
2: well, what are you saying? It's a like? long way. Well, it's a long way. Yeah, We don't want to put you well, maybe, out. Maybe we could be down there and he could be up here. Who knows? Jeez. We'll
3: work we'll it figure out. that out. We'll work it we out. should do that. We've had a lot of comments this week on the Live Piff deal, as you'd imagine. I'm not going to mm. read through them all because we'd be here for like seven hours. A mm. couple, though. Go You Good Thing has said, Where does this leave the DP World Tour boys? Can Piff deal, deal with them and sponsor the European Tour? And they're in work a schedule where those events don't clash and live players can play that tour for points.
1: I think the short answer is yes, the way things are going. Maybe. I mean, if the American players... If the DP World Tour is now a feeder tour to the PGA Tour, so the top 10 players Mm -hmm. on the DP World Tour can go across, and that's why we see Pavon and some of these other players doing so well. If the PGA Tour is sorted and they don't want to travel, like we say, well, the DP World Tour is all about travel. Mm. So maybe that is a way for the the PIF to grow the game and and take the best European players Mm. around the world on a European Grand Prix style.
2: Well, when they first came on the scene, PIF, that was an option, right? The European Tour could have uh, joined forces with the PIF and away they go. But instead, they went down the strategic alliance route with the PGA Tour. Correct. Do they regret that? I have no idea, Um, but it could still happen. But if you're
1: all working together and... And the PIF say, okay, Americans, you stay in America and do your mm. thing. But we we do we still want to grow the game. Yeah, why not? We'll see.
3: Controversial comment here from Gianluca. Tiger Woods is having far too much say. He and Jay need to move on for the good of the sport. Tiger's your boy.
1: Yeah, he is. And and we were talking before that Tiger wasn't on board when he went over to Saudi Arabia when Jay Monahan went to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see why now now that we've got the Fenway Group yeah, true. Uh, involved in everything. There was just no need for Tiger to go across and mm. say hello to everybody because it sounds like he's on board with we're not travelling and we're going to keep the best golfers in America where they belong. Mm. School of thought.
3: Message here from City and Coast Cleaning. Hey, boys. I've heard every episode, and I've loved them all. Listen to Marco for years, and I've been lucky enough to meet him in person a couple of times as well. I love hearing Nick's thoughts on golf, too. Great pod, guys. I look forward to it every week. Lovely. Who's that? Brilliant. Well, it's from City and Coast Cleaning, so I don't don't know who it is. Good on you, mate. uh, Cheers. Thanks for listening in. Righto. Strap yourself in. Here's Dodsey's message. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is what we've missed. The biggest
1: story in golf. Here's what Dodsey said. Lads,
3: I love the show but you've missed the biggest story in golf over the summer. The one and only Lucy Underall passing away, one of the great (laughs) characters in golf movies, the dive into the pool, the night with Ty Webb, the afternoon with Danny Noonan, R.I.P. Lacey. Did I say Lucy or Lacey? No, you said Lacey.
1: All right, R.I.P. Well, she was a big figure in my life for a long time. There is no doubt about that. And it was funny because... Uh, I reckon I saw a picture about three months ago with Lacey and um, uh, Chevy Chase, mm. and they were there together, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, Chevy looks older, and what was her name in real life? Oh, Cindy Morgan. Cindy Morgan, yeah. Cindy Morgan was sitting on uh, Chevy's, you know, sitting next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that picture, and I thought, wow, it's nice to see them still together, but a bit of a shock to see that she She died. wasn't old yeah. either. No, she was sixty nine 69 years old and of course Lacey Underall died at sixty nine. <laughs> what a joke. What a great character in the movie
3: though. She was she yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, she's yeah. a
1: superstar and yeah. well, it is one of the biggest stories. I mean if you're a Caddyshack person, by the way my friend Ox David Schwartz is not a caddie. Oh, really? I can't okay. believe that. What a oh, joke.
3: Okay. I don't know how you can't be.
1: It's just so stupid. I can't believe it. I'm it's gonna,
3: actually a great movie. I'm going to
1: unfriend him now. You yeah. should. <laughs> that's so exactly what you should do. Anyway, that's the feedback. It's time for this week's masterclass. class.
2: And this week's Masterclass is a follow-on from last week's, because last week was all about the uphill lie, and from that, I got a lot of requests saying, hey, what about downhill lies, because we really struggle with those as well, and like most people, yes, uh, it is a tough shot in golf, and like all sloping lies, the first thing you need to do, and I'm going to talk in right-handed terms, as I yeah. typically do, apologies to this. my lefties out there, I got criticised a while ago from not talking in left-handed terms, but anyway, I won't go into that. It's very difficult. Just, just do right-handed. <laughs> yeah, right-handed. Don't worry about those lefties. No, nah, that's, well, hey, hang on, hang on. <laughs> so for a right-handed golfer, first thing, widen the stance, lean the weight heavily into the left leg. you got to get with the slope, obviously. Now the shoulders, again, you want to kind of have those shoulders on the same plane as the slope you're going with. So you might feel as though you're tilting your left shoulder down a little bit. Last week I mentioned uphill, tilt your right shoulder down to line it with the slope. But the key is in the backswing. A lot of people, when they try and hit downhill lies, what tends to happen is they shift their weight immediately into their back leg. Now, what that does is all of a sudden you're laterally moving on a side slope. That's never good because mm. a lot of people hang back there as they try and come into the ball and they try and lift it. And guess what? You catch it thin or you hit behind the ball. So keep that weight into the front leg on the backswing. Very important. And that will help you to just swing down with the slope.
1: That's a great tip, actually. The, that that one thing that one is little thing. very,
2: very good. See it all the time. And the other thing, the ball's going to come out a little lower and it's going to squeeze to the right for right-handed golfers as well. So aim a little bit to the left and maybe take a little bit more loft because the ball will come out a little bit lower so you've got to allow for yeah. that as well depending on how steep the slope is but all about shifting the weight keeping the weight there swinging down with the slope the old gary player walk after the yeah. ball is a good one i always did that as well but i'll post a video on shot on socials and uh maybe next week hey side hill lies who knows we'll, 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 we'll get them all done as get the box set that's true where are we left? Are we
3: done? Well, why don't we finish with uh, uh, hearing a little bit of the famous Lacey Underall. Oh, please. That'd oh, be yeah. nice. That'd be nice. Uh, See you next week. All Rest right. in
2: peace. Cheers, guys.
1: So, what brings you to this uh, nape of the woods? Back of the wave. How come you're here?
0: Daddy wanted to broaden me.
1: In this place? Good luck.
0: What do you do for excitement? Oh, I uh, play a lot of golf. Golf? Nixon plays golf. I bet you got a lot of interesting stories about your ball landing in the room. So what do you do? I enjoy skinny skiing. Going to bullfights on acid. I bet you got a lot of nice ties. What do you mean? You want to tie me up with some of your ties, Ty?
1: Tie? I've got a good idea. What? Let's pretend
2: we're real human beings. Freeze, go first!
3: Thanks for being part of Talk Birdie to Me with Nick Hearn and Mark Allen. And if you want to be part of the show, drop us a message or comment on the socials. Or you can send an email or leave a voicemail at talkbirdytome.com.au. Thanks to the great team at Ping, they're the best in the business and they'll help you play your best. And the Golf Clearance Outlet. If you're after top quality at prices you won't beat, check them out. golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. Talk Birdy to Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design, Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com.